Hello and welcome to this special edition of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emekawuka and it is my privilege to come to you once again. It was a chance meeting at a South London Underground station. She was wearing a Milan tracksuit and I asked her if she was a Milan supporter. She said she was. I found that very fascinating. She told me that Kaka was her favorite player. It struck me that this was no ordinary fan. She also had her hijab on. She asked me where I was from. Nigeria, I replied. And she said she grew up in Kanu, Nigeria. That she plays football. I was like, wow. I was sold. And I saw a story there. We exchanged details and met up a few days later for an interview. This is Hida Ahmad Gada, born of Lebanese parents who grew up in Kano, Nigeria, and now lives in London after her university education in Lebanon. Hi, my name is Hida Ahmad my name is Hida Ghattar. I was born and raised in Nigeria. I'm originally from Lebanon. I play futsal and football. I started my career in Nigeria as every football. Yeah, but as every kid in Nigeria, I started playing on the streets with my brother and his friends. Uh, when it was time for me to go to university, I went to Lebanon. And in Lebanon, I knew that there was a women's football team and all of these things together so I joined the team in the university and my journey started from there so um, like how, how old were you back then in Nigeria when you started playing on the street with your brothers uh, I was about 8, 7 yeah what drew, what drew you to football <laughs> Why? honestly I have no idea but what I can say is that I was an introvert. Maybe football made me like enjoy life a bit. So my friends were all the time going out. Mine was football. Like I enjoy playing football. I always did every day with my friends and my brother. Do you know what year was this? Like uh, it was in maybe 2006, seven. Okay. Yeah, it was at that time. Mm. You know that, that time in Cannes. Yeah. This is, this is, I'm trying to be very careful that that time you come in, a lot of girls yeah. are not allowed to play. They okay? still, they're still not allowed to play in Kano specifically. Yeah. Like in Nigeria, it's getting better, but yeah. in Kano specifically, they're still not allowed because, as we know, Kano is an Islamic uh, uh, city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. Uh, I played at home. Like on the streets, at home, like two slippers with the two yeah. goals, like the normal type of playing on the streets with my brother and their friends his friends and to be honest he supported me like he was come on let's go let's play like yeah it was a support from him was it frustrating for you to be honest i never thought about it when i was young i was just happy playing like i did not know there was women's football teams there i did not know anything about it when I went to Lebanon, I was very surprised. Like, really? Do we have, like, women's team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very, very surprised. 
but I never thought about it when I was young. Maybe because I didn't know that there was such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you went to Lebanon. Yeah. Um, that was for university. Yeah. <laughs> was it too, you too old to uh, People say that it's too old, but to me it was not. Like, I adapted quickly. I was. I joined the team. When I joined the team, I started playing. I was a starter. Like, everything went smooth. The team is, is called SAS, mm -hmm. Stars Academy uh, Sports. Mm -hmm. And I also joined a futsal team in the university I was at, AUST, American University of Science and Technology. Mm. Uh, when I first joined the futsal team, I didn't know anything about futsal. So I was like, what is this? Like, what I know about football is it's 11 aside. And, you know, I knew nothing about it. Uh, first two, three months, it was horrible. Like, what's futsal? I hate this. But gradually, I started falling in love with futsal. Like, to be honest, now I love futsal, yeah, more than football. <laughs> and also, when it comes to football, like, we always played in small areas in Kano. My first time seeing a, an 11 aside pitch, I was like 18, which is so strange. But I also got used to it. Quickly. Yeah. Um, if, if, you, if, you, if you were to go back to that time in Canada, yeah. right, and um, with your love for football, yeah. what would you wish had been possible? Uh, I think uh, if I had the opportunity to join an academy, it would have been much better. At the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't have anyone to guide me towards it. I was just by myself playing, enjoying with my, like, brother and his friends. But it was never like, you have to learn this and that to become this and that. It was never like this. I hope I had, uh, like, access to, to it, but I never did. Um, so, Lebanon now. Yeah. University. Yeah. Teenage woman. Yeah. Um, what, what then happened to your football and futsal? Okay. Uh, like, it's very complicated. And my, my story is very complicated because when I started playing football, like, after maybe months, I got injured. I got an ACL injury. I had to go for surgery out for a year, a lot of complications. After a year, I, I played again, uh, felt not normal. I had to go again for rehab, all of these things. Like after a year and a half, uh, I was feeling okay, I was feeling good. Uh, I went for vacation to Nigeria. And at that time, I decided that I wanted to go for tryouts in Lagos and Abuja. I met an agent in Kano. Uh, who guide um, 22 21 I met an agent uh, he guided me towards it we went to Abuja we had the tryouts it was all good everything went well uh, um, the club's name is 
I forgot, to be honest. Because it wasn't the club that I played for. I first went to that club. I had I had tryouts. It went well. But my parents didn't let me, like, go there. It was not safe. So we decided to go for another tryout in Lagos with a football club called Robo. I think you know it. Robo. Robo FC. Yeah. Yeah, they're so famous. <laughs> One of the most famous athletes now is Asisat Ashola, who started with Robo. So I had the tryout with them. It went well. I started training with them. Everything was going well. Uh, after a month and a half, I got injured again. Another ACL. I had to leave everything, go for another surgery, a year of rehab. It was so hard, honestly. Like psychologically, physically, everything was so hard. I was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm, st- I'm not playing football anymore. But a year after, passion for the game, my love for the game, I said, no, I'll still, I'll give it one more try. I decided to come to the UK. My cousin lives in the UK, so it was easy for me to, like, easier than the norm. I came, we decided to start from zero, like, look for clubs, ask about it, ask about futsal, football, and eventually we got to meet some teams, did some tryouts, went well, uh, got accepted in Millwall FC for football and Birmingham for futsal. Played my first game with Birmingham, went after like a week to the training to train with Millwall another injury popped up another ACL yeah so yeah so now now it's been six months uh, I'm on my rehab but I have no idea if I'll be able to play again like psychologically physically I know I can do it but psychologically it's so hard like to risk it again so three three and on my first on my first surgery I had a lot of complications so I had to go for an arthroscopy another surgery all of these stuff it took like about two years not the norm but it happens like ACL is not an easy uh, injury that first one was in yes 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 you just feel it like I'm now I'm experienced mm-hmm. I know it it twists you hear a pop it's either it twists it, it's two options either it twists or it like goes hyper extension and it pops either ways it's going to pop like you're going to feel it yeah the two times it happened after my first time, I was certain that it was ACL at the time. Even before doing the MRI, before anything, I knew it was ACL. So that, that first time, when you, when you went to, um, when it happened in Lebanon, right? Yeah. <laughs> they needed the MRI to know. Yeah, yeah. So you were there, and the doctor comes to say to you, Yeah. This is another interesting story. On my first, my first ACL injury, uh, it was different. To be honest, uh, the doctor was a bit harsh because when I went to the doctor, I had my MRI. He couldn't find out 
from the MRI that the ACL is not doing well. So he came to me, he told me we have to do an arthroscopy. We have to check the knee. We have, like, it's a small surgery. It takes 15 minutes and nothing else. So we went to the operation room. He started the arthroscopy. And when we were in the operation room, he just came to me. He said, Hida, we're going to have an ACL reconstruction. I was just crying all the time. Like, maybe four or five hours, it was just crying all the time. This was how I knew about it, my first ACL surgery. But on the second one, I was in Lagos. Uh, I went for an MRI. I knew it, to be honest. Yeah, I knew it. But I was like, I had the 1% hope. Like, no, it could be maybe not ruptured. Uh, I went to do my MRI. I sent the pictures to the doctor and everything. And he just sent me a voice telling me like, I don't know what to say, but I'll have to tell you this. You have ruptured your ACL. And I was like, just blank, no reaction, nothing. I was just smiling like, come on again. Yeah, this was my reaction, honestly. I did not cry, I did not do anything. I was just like sitting still, no reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. This year, four. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, uh, I think it's a lot of things that are happening together. Like, I'm a sports scientist. I study sports science, yeah. So I can tell that there is something wrong happening, but it's not one thing. It's not just like the medical stuff or, or the coach or the personal trainer or the physical trainer. It's a lot of things happening together. Like the, the women's schedule is becoming a lot more of games happening per year without giving the, the things needed. Like the men have everything, the best pitches, best uh, facilities, best gyms. Women have nothing, to be honest. Like, in that very good level, they still don't have the best pitches. They play on, on surfaces that are, aren't the best. So it's a lot of things happening together, not just the medical stuff or the, the physical trainer. This is my opinion, honestly, because it, it can't happen just because of one reason, mm -hmm. to have four ACLs in a year. So I think it's a lot of things. Yeah, 
uh, once after like after surgery a month or two months after surgery my thoughts were only like I'm not doing this anymore but once I started running getting back to like touching the ball passes all of these things I was like no I can do this <laughs> maybe that's something wrong I don't know but my passion and love for this game is so high like I I just love it. I can't stop. Even now, I'm injured. Uh, Birmingham, Birmingham had a game today, a semi-final game. I went to watch. I was like, I'm not leaving this game. I was just watching and like, I want to play again. I want to. And in my career, I did not have the time to show people who I am in football or futsal. Because when I was young, it was always with my brother. And when I got the opportunity, I got injured. Every time I was getting injured. So I still believe I have a lot to show people. Like everyone tells me that I'm very good, I'm talented, it's from God, all of these things. But I believe I have a lot more to show. Because I didn't have like the time. It's, it was always either an injury or the place I was raised in. I didn't have the opportunity to show people. So I believe I can still give something to this game. And then you then come here. Yeah. You sign for New World. Yeah. And then you come again. Yeah. When the day it happened, on the pitch, when it happened, I was crying. I knew it was raining. It was a match. No, it was a training and it was raining. Uh, it was maybe five minutes before the end of the session. Yeah. And when it happened, I was just crying. I knew it. Like, when it just popped, I knew it. The, co the coach came to me, was telling me, like, just calm down. It will be fine. I told him, it will not be fine. It popped. It's an ACL. Like, I'm sure about it. He was like, just calm down. I was shouting, crying, all Oh my God, I can't even think about it. It's... See, see, now, how do you think it can be prevented in, in a movement? That's, that's what, because of the recent ways we have been to work um, I think injuries can be prevented like totally prevented it's part of the game it's always like there you will always have the probability to get injured but if we have the best pitches the best coaches best physical trainers best physiotherapists i think it would help a lot in in lowering the risk of getting injured and also the amount of games playing per year. Maybe we're not like men. Maybe we're not meant to play as much games as the men play. But there must be something that is causing this. Maybe the amount of games they're playing, the pitches, uh, maybe physical trainers, maybe uh, the coaches. There are a lot of reasons. But if we have all of these things, I think it could be like really lower, like the risk would be really lower. Imagine now you're playing three 
But if you're planning to give us as much gains as you're giving the men, to have our, our, our schedule as the men's schedule, you must know that you have to give us what you're giving men. And when it comes to salary, uh, the facilities, the pitches, uh, trainers, staff, everything, we're not even close to what men have. When it comes to training, gyms, uh, pitches, all of these things, we have, if you compare it to the men, we have nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm certain about it. If you're planning to schedule our games per year as the men's, you should give us what you're giving the men. Maybe not, maybe not the exact salary they're getting, but at least like the minimum. Women, I think, I think it's unfair. Like, they're not getting what they deserve. They're, they're still not getting what they deserve. It's getting better, obviously, but they're not getting what they deserve. Especially in third world countries, like in Nigeria, Lebanon, all of these countries, it's horrible. They get nothing. They literally get nothing. They don't get paid even. Come on. It's, it's ridiculous. How long were you with that before the injury? Almost maybe three and a half months. Right. Yeah. Your parents were in Canada. Yeah. But you were in Lagos. Yeah. I decided just to go live alone in Lagos. Yeah, which was which was very strange to my parents and hard, because in in our culture and we don't do that. Like we we never do that. Maybe here in or in Europe it's common, but in our culture we don't do that. But I just told them I'm doing this and you you can't tell me no. You can't just just leave me. I have to do it. If I don't do it, I will regret. So I just decided and went and lived alone. But a <laughs> Yeah. And the the pitch we trained at was in Oshun, which was very yeah. Oshun. Uh, yeah, it was very scary. At first, you used to get Sometimes I I get a, a taxi. Sometimes the bus. It depends. If it yeah, it's either we go to Oshun, or if it was a game, it was in the in the yeah in the stadium yeah. But Osh, but at first Oshun was very scary, honestly, because it's. It's an area that you can't like just be feel safe at. It's it was. It's dangerous. It's really dangerous, and it was. I can't find it, but it was a dangerous area, really dangerous area. Maybe I'm saying the street's name wrong or something, but but it was really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So where was the injury? No, on sand. Yeah, or should. 
the pitch was the sand. You know, in Nigeria, it's all sand. There are no, like, the artificial... Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's been six months now. Uh, it's going well. I've started, yeah. But, like, just a little bit. Yeah, passes. But I, I still can't shoot, cross, all of these things. It's still early. And hopefully, maybe by November... I'll be back playing if I decide to play again. <laughs> what do you have with your contract? Uh, honestly, after my injury, uh, the connection just... Yeah, it broke with Millwall, yeah. But with Birmingham, it's going well. Uh, yeah, it's going well. Uh, we always, like, talk to each other and they're waiting for me. They're waiting for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I do think so. I will. This is what I'm planning for. I'll stick to futsal maybe for a year until I'm like settled. Then I'll think about it. When I watch Yeah. Yeah, five aside. Yes, exactly. It's everywhere like this. Yeah. More demanding. So, um, the only thing Yes, it's different. It's like the basketball court, but bigger, a bit bigger than the basketball. Um, research has shown that. Futsal puts more pressure on knees than football because the, the surface is so hard on the knee. But to me, I think I'll stick to futsal because the three injuries I got were from football. So I'll just stick to futsal for a year maybe or more or I don't know. Until I feel settled, like everything's going well, my knee's doing well, everything's good, I might then think about football. I'm 25. Almost, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, I know. I know it is. I also think about it sometimes, like, come on, Ida, you're 25. Just leave this. But my love for it is... <laughs> it's not easy though honestly like psychologically it was so draining so so draining but I'm still willing to give it a try maybe if you would ask me this two months ago my answer would be completely the opposite yeah I'm not playing yeah I'm <laughs> I'm considering it again <laughs> it is it is a drug and to me it is the only thing that makes me happy feel happy like I'm a person who's very quiet I'm an introvert I like staying at home the only thing that makes me feel happy is football yeah I wrote a book yeah I just published a book and in the book there's a part where I wrote that 
nothing. Even losing, winning, feeling sore. Uh, all I miss them. Like I miss feeling tired from football. You know, I miss it so much. Yeah, it's the best feeling ever. Or I have a game. I'm nervous. Am I going to play well? Oh, it's the best feeling. Yeah. Nothing. I agree. I agree. And with everything that has happened to me, like everything bad that has happened, football has given me a lot. Like, I played internationally. I traveled to a lot of countries. Lebanon. And I, I traveled with my university also to play. We played World Universities World Cup. Futsal University's World Cup, yeah, yeah. Have lots of videos. <laughs> this was after my second injury, before getting my third injury, before coming to London. A month before coming to London, we traveled to Portugal. It was in Portugal. Uh, it was a World Cup University's, uh, and you know, we, there was a lot of teams: Czech Republic, Brazil. Portugal, like Portugal and Brazil are the best two countries maybe in futsal of the best with Spain, adding Spain to it. So it was maybe the most amazing thing I went through in my life. Like we went on first game versus Czech Republic. It was a very hard game. We were able to win 2-1. It was the first time Lebanon wins a game internationally in futsal. So it was the first time Lebanon, uh, like, yeah, like it was the first time we win anything uh, like this. Like it was history made. Uh, I scored the second goal. I assisted the first goal. It was awesome. Like honestly, it was awesome. And we did, and you know, economically Lebanon is struggling now, so we did not have the opportunity to go with the best players. It was so complicated, like a lot of things happened. Just 2022. Just 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. But it was a really great tournament. Portugal won the World Cup. Uh, Brazil came on second. The whole experience was just phenomenal. So, so these are the things you, you think about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We also, I also had the opportunity, like, to travel with the university to Spain, uh, Spain to Barcelona. We had the university's tournament, uh, and we came out third, which was great. Also, we went to Jordan. In Jordan, it was we were representing Lebanon. It was an Arab championship. Uh, it was Lebanon, Palestine, uh, Jordan, uh, Egypt, and I think one more country. I forgot what the country is, but it was so competitive. 
we also came out third, which was so nice. So yeah, football gave me a lot. With everything bad that has happened, I still like I appreciate it. Yeah. To be honest, they never told me to stop. They were always supportive. But my mother always tells me, like, Ida, please, be careful. Your knee, please be careful. Like, I know all parents are scared of their parents, of their children, like, going to drugs, smoking. My mom is always scared of me getting injured. That's her, that's her, that's her number one fear. <laughs> So, but they never like told me no, just stop. They know how much I love it. They know it's the only thing that will make me happy. They never told me to stop, honestly. This I'm very like thankful and grateful for this. Like, as we know, not all parents are like this. But I'm very thankful that I have these kinds of parents. Also, my brother is so supportive. Like, just go, try your best. If you don't try, you're going to regret it. Just go for it. Even if you're 25, even if it's maybe late, but you never know what, what's going to happen. So I will, I might give it a try. When young girls come up to you now, back in Lebanon, everything going on, do you have any sort of following? Yeah, of course. Yeah. In Lebanon, we have pure talent in Lebanon. Like they are very talented, but they need the the opportunity, the guidance. They don't have it, to be honest. But yeah, we have a lot of talent in Lebanon. Pure talent. Even in Nigeria, it's the same. But there are no opportunities so sad and my dream is to one day be able to help these young girls to get to where they want to be like I didn't have this when I was young I want to maybe provide it to other girls I don't want them to feel lost the way I felt so yeah I wish one day I'll be able to do this but we'll see Change one thing between the ages of eight and twenty-one. Wow, what a question! Change one thing. If I had the knowledge I have now, I wouldn't do the the arthroscopy I did when I was nineteen. It ruined six years of my life, honestly. Like, the arthroscopy I had, after it, ACL, and everything started to deteriorate, and like, physically. So I'll, I would have seen more doctors before, before deciding, like, having the surgery or the arthroscopy. I think this would be the thing I, I'll change, I would change. Yeah. This is your cousin here. Yeah. Why don't you 
Our plan was to come together to London. We, we were in the same school, same class. Yes. Our plan was to come to London together, but my parents decided for us to study in Lebanon because we had a home, we had a car, everything was easier. So they decided we go to London and they decided to come to London, uh, to Lebanon and they decided to come to London. So this is what happened. Imagine if you had come yeah. Exactly. Maybe I would have had maybe better experience here, but I'm always thankful for everything I went through. It shaped me. I'm who I am now from everything that has happened to me. I wouldn't change it because that was meant to, to happen. Like, it was God's plan. But yeah, I think if I came here, from first, it would have been different. What uh, My father is a sales manager. He's a distributor to companies, products, beverages, and plastic, biscuits, candy. Yeah, he's been there for 30 years now. I was born in Lebanon and I was two months old when I went to Nigeria, yeah. My mother was born in Nigeria. Yeah. My mother, my grandmother, they were both born in Nigeria. Like my mother's family are all born in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, they speak Hausa better than the Hausa people, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How did you balance your religion and sports? Or how are you balancing it? Yeah. So when I went to Lebanon, it was not something like uh, strange. Because in Lebanon, obviously, we're 50% Muslim, 50% Christian. And we had, yeah, we had this like a Muslim hijabi girl playing football, it was there. But going to Lagos, it was so strange to them. Like, she's white, she wears a hijab, and she also plays football. Come on, it's, it's very strange. Also, coming to London, I was so scared, honestly, about it. But when I came, I saw how people, like, they don't even care about this. Like, you can do whatever you want. Just be yourself and like be good with people. People will be good with you. So I didn't find any difficulty towards like being a hijabi footballer. But the support isn't so high. Like, I don't know. I feel now in London it's very supporting, but in other countries it's not. Yeah, it's okay. I felt, sorry, I felt a bit of racism when I was in Portugal towards my hijab. Like, yeah, like the way they looked at me, all of these things, it was, it wasn't nice at all. But it's okay. I'm... Do you think also that 
discourages young girls? Yeah, I don't think so. And the last women's after, yeah. which was in Morocco, yeah. I was there. Really? I, there's, this place in, there's this place in Rabat. Yeah. There's a beach in Rabat, right? Where I think if I check my phone, I think I have it where there's this young girl. Yes, I do think, and it also depends on the parents, the culture, everything. But yeah, we still have the idea of like hijabi girls shouldn't play football it's not for them they should like be more covered and i don't know but i don't think it should be so because in my religion in islam it's always like do whatever you feel is good for you as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as you're not going towards anything that's against god and i don't think sports is against it so i think it should be the opposite but our culture, the environment, in some countries it's still so backwards towards it, but it's getting better, thankfully. It's getting really better. So that was my interview at um, the venue um, that we used. It was, um, it was a coffee shop that, that we used somewhere in South London. Um, Ida and myself talking um, about her career, about her religion, and especially about how um, she's been able to cope with her multiple ACL um, ruptured injuries. I hope you enjoy this, and I hope um, there's something that you picked up from um, the little time that I spent with Ida. Until I come your way again at the next episode of your sports normal podcast my name is Calvin Nemekonka peace out